Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another show. It's the Rico Report. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. Welcome to another edition. We got some stuff to talk about today. Folks, we uh, we got away with one, man. We got away with one. Right at the buzzer, we made a stop. Now, in the heat of the reaction, in the heat of trying to figure things out, I was under the impression that's a pass interference, and I don't care what anybody tells me. After review, after looking, and after I'm saying seeing more information come out, I still feel that was a pass interference. However, however, if you're a ref and it comes to the last minute, last play, sometimes you just got to let brothers play. That's what it comes down to. You got to let players play. And I respect that the ref kept his hands out of his pockets and not pulling a flag and giving the Giants another opportunity. Now, was there a little pulling and tugging from my man, Teron Johnson? Absolutely. Was Darren Waller's hand right in my man's face? You know what I'm saying? Yes. So there's a little bit of pulling and tugging and pushing from both guys. That's why as a ref, it's really tough being a ref. But you got to let these brothers play. And that's exactly what these refs did this game. Now, were there some some bad calls on both sides of the ball and all that stuff? Yes, it happens every year. It's been going on for decades. Hasn't gone better. Eh, somewhat. But not really. At the end of the day. it's It's still... You got to let these players play. And that's exactly what they did. You got to let these players play. And uh, at the end of the day, Teron Johnson was in permit. He was in position. He didn't get okie doked. And all of a sudden, Dan Waller's wide open. It wasn't a broken play. He was on it. And it was just a matter of who was going to make a play. And at the end of the day, a little pulling, a little tugging from both bodies, from both people. No flag game over. Bills win. Now, a lot of folks are clamoring, myself included that this wasn't one of those sexy wins. (laughs) It definitely was not a sexy win by any stretch. However, what needs to be known and what needs to be explained, I suppose, is sometimes those wins just have to happen. We've seen it countless times from teams like the Patriots of old. There are some games where Tom Brady was not as effective as he normally is, but something happens that gives them a shot to win it, and they do. And we're like, damn, we had our shot. We had our shot, and it didn't happen. Sometimes it happens. So at the end of the day, folks, these wins, although not sexy, it counts where it, it counts in the place that's most important, in the win category. And that's what it comes down to. It comes down to what you can do when it comes down to making the last play, making a last-ditch effort, and getting the dub. Because guess what? 
a week from now, we're on to the Patriots, and we ain't even talking about these Giants. Now, keep in mind, division games are always, always tough. Everyone knows that. Division games are always tough. You got to play them different. Although this wasn't a divisional game, didn't it feel that way? Weren't we going up against someone that kind of knows us very well, enough to the point where it felt like a division game? And, and that's what I'm chalking it up to. I was talking to my brother, and I was like, dude, I'm like, he's like, how did you guys not put the Giants away? These guys got spanked by every team they played. Like, what are you what are you playing around with? I was like, what you don't understand is, like, you're going up against a team that's got a former offensive coordinator in Brian Dable. You've got a former GM of the team that knows the personnel on this Bills team. Not only that, you have an offensive coordinator that was playing, was, was coaching under the head coach for the last four years. So the offensive, the, the head coach of the Giants knows the offensive coordinator, knows all his tendencies on what he does, his faults. So this was a big chess match between Brian Dable and Sean McDermott and Ken Dorsey. That's what it was about. So this was like almost of a division game. So that's why this was a very tough matchup for the Bills. And uh, although we were the better team, the better roster, Sometimes, I mean, you, you're, they're playing with a little bit of emotion, too. Don't forget, Tyrod Taylor's coming back. Brian Dable's coming back. He's going to put his best foot forward to try to beat his former team. I don't want to call it a revenge game because it's not a revenge game. The man got his opportunity to go coach somewhere else. So that's what it's got. That's, what, that's how it's got to happen, right? But lo and behold, at the end of the day, a win is a win. And my man, uh, Sean McDermott, got the, the last laugh, if you will. And we'll take it. Now, before I bring on my my uh, my honorary show guest, uh, I got a super chat coming from my guy, John DeMarchi. What's up, Johnny? Johnny says, uh, how far Buffalo goes depends on how fast passing game options two and three become. Kincaid and Cook. Great point, by the way, Johnny. Davis and Knox are fourth and fifth options, not two and three. Dorian Williams? Christian Benford, right? Terrell Bernard and Floyd. Boom. Kair. Bust. Eek. <laughs> Look at that. I'm giving some suspense as I read this. Uh, but you know what, Johnny? I'm not going to just scoff over your, your, your comment here. We've got to shuffle on who becomes priority and where the ball goes. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and dismiss that because I think I, we've, we've all been talking about it. Why the heck? is Kincaid not getting more involved? And I think they've got to make that transition to say, okay, you're now the guy that we're going to work this offense through instead of trying to spread the ball to Dawson Knox. And, you mean, guys that shouldn't be even remotely close to getting the touches that they're getting, right? So, and uh, just the other day, I pointed out on something uh, of the snap, the snap count. And I'll share that with you guys in just a moment. But snap count is pretty similar to what it was six weeks last year. But we'll get into that a little later. But uh, before we get into this, folks, uh, we've got uh, we've got things to talk about, man. We've got injuries to talk about. My man, the thigh doctor, will be joining us. So without further ado, let's bring on the thigh doctor after this little intro. <laughs>
ladies and gentlemen, my guy, Alex Lucci, a.k.a. Hey. The Thigh Dog. What's up, Doc? Hey, what's up, Rico? We're good. What's happening to you, brother? Good. Listen, I got to say, I love that shirt you're wearing. Who, who is that oh. guy? This is, this is Buffalo Fanatics. <laughs> ah. Maybe three years ago. Love it. It looks good on you, yeah. brother. It looks good it's on you. Classic. Uh, it's a classic. Well, listen, you know what? Um, I haven't yeah. been doing you any any justice because when you come on the show, I'm always having to, you know what I'm saying, have you explain yourself on things that the crowd may not know what you're talking about. So I wanted to do you a favor here because uh, your article is out. And uh, if you guys have not checked out uh, my man Alex Lucci's article, his article is out on the Buffalo Fanatics website. Go ahead and peep that. And it's also circulating Twitter as we speak. And he touches on the injuries that happened this weekend. So uh, give that article a listen. Give it a give it a read. Excuse me. And uh, we'll get it popping. So let's get right into the nitty gritty, because the biggest the biggest conversation piece right now is surrounding our guy, Josh Allen. Now, yeah, Joshy boy, our boy, Josh. Got in the mix a little bit this uh, this weekend, and yeah. uh, he was. Uh, I mean, I don't want to talk about it. Let me just so, let me show you guys a clip, so then you can can explain to the folks what's going on here. So this is where Josh was hit and fell awkwardly on the shoulder. Check this here. out. They're playing without Aziz or uh, Ojolari tonight, and so it really is either Kayvon Thibodeau. Or yeah. And right at the end, you can see Josh go immediately to the shoulder. Right Correct. to the shoulder. So I yeah. need you uh, to explain to the folks what exactly uh, is going on in that scenario here. Because the way Josh fell down was was just right on the shoulder, just like this. Am I? Am I? Is that accurate? <laughs> I love that picture. That I, I, bet, I bet you do. I bet you do. So he falls on the shoulder. So as as I'm going to put this little po- this picture up here, I need you to explain to the folks on. What exactly happened when Josh fell right onto that shoulder here? So what what are we looking at here? Yeah, so that's an AC joint, a chromioclavicular joint. So <clears throat> top left corner, that's a normal shoulder. See where it says that? That's a sh- that's a person looking at us. So that's a right shoulder. When he fell onto the side of his arm, what happens is you jam up that scapula. That's that right. big V-shaped bone that's in the back of your back of your shoulder. And then his clavicle, which is your neck bone, they attach right. in that top corner. So you can see where you, it says type one, type two, type three. Those are three types of AC joint sprains slash tears. I'm going to assume, based on him being able to come back and play, being called day to day, he's a type one. So it's like just stretching, mild tearing of the um, AC joint ligaments. I don't think it. I don't think it's that type two where they're totally popped off and now there's some instability. Those do hurt quite a bit. I don't think he would have came back and thrown. So is that anywhere near the same injury he he suffered uh, last year, or that's completely different? <clears throat> completely different. That was an elbow injury. That was the Tommy John ligament. Ah, uh, the Tommy John. That's right. The UCL, yeah. I believe it's called. UCL. That's it's right. The UCL. So, how uncomfortable is Josh going to be? Being Josh, scrambling, throwing, moving, running, uh, contact. Is he limited or can he do the same things he was doing? He's just going to have to tough it out. Or is it one of those situations where they say, you know what, bro, we're going to have to sit you out this game. No. I, yeah. Okay. So I don't think he's going to be sitting out. Okay. Um, I do think it's got some vulnerability in the, fir- in the first two weeks after this injury. So 
just how he likes to roll out to the right, you don't want to see him extending a play and getting a big man falling on top of him and landing on his right shoulder again. That's going to aggravate the AC joint. Um, if it gets bad enough, he's, he, can't, he can't throw. It's going to hurt to raise his arm in this position. Like abduction is called when you reach out to the side. That puts a lot of pressure on the AC joint. So think about your throwing motion. Boom, it hurts right there. I'm surprised he, he did so well in the second half. I mean, he was 11 for 11 until the, the Noxon completion at the end. However, adrenaline, potentially some Novocaine at halftime, okay, um, can take take the edge off. And then it, once the game's over, he's going to be real sore. So what else would you like to know about it? Because I don't want to ramble too much here. No, no, no. So And, and so here's the thing. Throwing motion. All right. Yeah. So is it is it is it harder for him to throw deeper? Is it is it a, is it one of those situations where mechanically shorter throws hurt more if he's got to throw it further? I don't know how that works in terms of, in terms of shoulder range. So what yeah. what what will he have I guess difficulty doing or it's just going to be comfortable uncomfortable all the way through no matter what kind of throw he makes? Good question. I think uncorking a big one's going to hurt more than a, a short one. Okay. Also, the short ones, he can drop his arm angle, which will feel better. The more you come up like this, Rico, the more it's going to hurt. Done. So if he's got he's to unload a big one, uh, that's going to be a little uncomfortable. Can it take some power off his throws? Yes. Can it create some inaccuracy? Absolutely. If he's getting roughed up and he's getting driven into the dirt a couple times early in the game, it's going to get aggravated, and uh, I, would, I would be concerned. Um, that's for the first week back. Every week after that, it gets better. Bedford. Benford, right? Yep. Be- Benford, the Benford. corner. Yep. Yes. Had the same injury. He plays defense. He had to miss a week because it probably hurt, but, you know, he was close. Allen was able to come back in the game and play quarterback. So I'm guessing this is a lower grade. You saw what Benford looked like when he got hurt. Like he 100%. was down, like yep. motionless for a while. It yep. kind of looked a little scary for a minute. Allen just grabbed for it, probably said, don't show it, got up, knocked it off and played the next play. Now that whole chain of events was, was pretty chaotic. So he throws an incompletion Dexter Lawrence, which is a big dude, takes him down. He lands on his shoulder, sprains his AC joint. They get a, they get a penalty next play. I think it was a false start. Then when they finally snapped the ball on like first and 25, that's when he took the the passer from that uh, linebacker, bopped his temple off the turf and they had to take him out. So now he runs to the, the blue tent. Blue tent, two plays, comes running out, screaming out there, third and one, hand, first play back, hands it off to Damian Harris, who I don't know how he took a shot to the neck that put him on a – I don't know how he took a shot to the neck so bad that it put him on a spine board, but he held on to the ball, which was amazing. Well, hold that thought because we're, this is a great transition because we're going to get right into that because that was a pretty big hit. Uh, that he took yeah. from freaking Bobby Okereke. I'm telling you, this was one of those situations where man on man, I meet you in the hole, who's going to win? And it wasn't where Bobby Okereke was was dirty and put his head down. That was a, just a shoulder, a good, strong, drop the shoulder, and man to man, let's who's going to take it. I got a little clip here that's going to give us a better idea of how it went down. There's a slow-mo, and uh, it was just leveraged. I mean, I, I, to me, as an RB, I would have lowered my shoulder just a little bit more, but uh, Harris kind of stood up a little bit more, and maybe that's where that problem happens. Check this out. How heroic and great they were in the situation back on January 2nd with DeMar Hamlin. And uh, there you see the hit that happened with Okereke. 
Blackman, and they uh, pretty quickly brought out the, the backboard to look at him and assess Harris and to get him uh, into the ambulance as quickly as possible. And there are protocols. And That's a big collision. That's a big collision. Yeah. Linebacker, 240, 230, 240, going up against a guy that's 220. That's big gotta, collision happening. I got to break something to you. It wasn't... It wasn't the linebackers hit that did it. Oh, yeah. Okay, hold on. So he, now. he he popped him in the shoulder pad. If you yep. want to run it back and let me talk during it, he gets hit in the shoulder pad by the linebacker. But if you watch his the, the crown of his helmet hits Torrance, this like body shoulder area, and this uh, puts that compression through it. Like that's where the that's what the, was the injury. Okereke oh. hits him in the shoulder, which is fine. But as he peeks his head past Okereke. He's getting compressed on Torrance's body. That's I got. I got to run that, that clip back again. Then I got to run yeah. it back again. Yeah, and, uh, we'll a have a look because I, I wasn't paying attention to that because to me it looked like a shoulder to shoulder, miss. shoulder to pop, yep. and maybe it was just a force. But you you pointed out something different, so I, now we got to pay attention. Yeah. I'm just gonna play this That's one more actually... clip, and we'll come back to that. That's How it. heroic and great they were in the situation back on January second with Demar Hamlin, and uh, there you see the hit that happened with Okereke. And they uh, pretty quickly brought out the, the backboard to look at him and assess Harris and to get him uh, into the ambulance as quickly as possible. And there are protocols. And I saw it. Yeah. I saw it. Shoulder down. But all that, all that, I mean, pause when I say this, all that meat coming right back at, at Kincaid. Yeah, I say KK about Harris. Harris, pop, yeah, and it crunched him. I see what you mean. It crunched him. Yeah, which now think about a, remember Shazier. Yeah, Shazier, like tackling a guy in the air, and then yep. you see the head kind of get caught back like that. Now he must have. Now that doesn't happen to everyone. If that happened to everybody on a play like that, I mean, everybody would be getting spine boarded every game. I mean, guys collide like that. The thing is, and why maybe Harris was available for the price he was at the discount, okay, he definitely was a discount, let's let's call it what it is, is he might have a pre-existing condition in his neck. He's been listed in the past. He's, he's missed that maybe one game with the Patriots for a neck. He got listed with some neck spasms about a week or two ago. Maybe it was even this past week. I can't remember exactly. So something's probably going on in there that's, that's making him a little susceptible. So but there was rumors that we were going to bring in Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette was yeah. headed to Buffalo. Until they said, "Not, nah, we're gonna scrap it because Ty Johnson that we have on our squad was yeah. was being poached by someone else." And Ty was like, "Nah, I'm good. I'm gonna stay put because he probably knows that Harris is gonna be out for some time." In comes Ty Johnson. Something like an injury like that to Harris is that is that something that could keep that can put him on the IR or can be yes. can he be back as soon as a couple weeks from now? Well, I I don't know. I don't know. The fact that he's had a couple neck things, a semi-benign hit like that, knocked him onto a spine board. The odds of that happening again is probably a little elevated. Um, I'm not going to say, hey, that's his career, Rico, but if the doctor sees and he's like, hey, Damien, like, these hits are just going to keep adding up. I know he's got a baby on the way. Sometimes these are the discussions that lead to the, the career enders. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if he, he doesn't come back. Um, I would be surprised if he was back this week. Um, but maybe a month, 
right? Let him heal up. Neck neck feels better. Concussion symptoms kind of go away, and he's back to kind of where he was, where he's a little vulnerable, but he's in a good place. Well, that makes absolute sense to me because if you are thinking about bringing in a Leonard Fournette, that tells me that yeah, this brother ain't ready to to come back anytime soon, and it was it was significant enough of an injury that's got pause for concern for the whole organization. So uh, we've got to we've got to see this out, and we'll see if Ty Johnson is is I guess enough of a spark uh, to to the run game, and uh, we'll soon see. So injury wise, uh, are you where's your concern level with uh, the the injuries of guys coming back? I mean, obviously you saw Christian Bedford come back, so he's fine. Um, yeah, obviously Josh Allen should return and and have some discomfort, okay. but I'm 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 worried about Josh. I mean, that's the quarterback. So okay. let me give you a layer though. When he played at Wyoming, his okay. first season there, his I don't know if it was his first play or his first drive. There's no video of it. He took a hit running the ball and shattered his clavicle, so that he had a a major surgery in his clavicle. The good thing about that is once the plates and stuff is in there, your clavicle is probably not going to break again. The problem is the bone's so strong, since the, the clavicle won't break, the AC joint is susceptible. I don't know right. if it's le- if it's left side or right side. I really don't. Okay. Um, th- those those are a little murky. It's a long time ago. He wasn't like a thing back then. So the, the details are a little like uh, shady. Yep. But he definitely had surgery on his clavicle. Maybe we should go back to that uh, the beach pics with him and Haley Steinfeld. Maybe I could zoom in and see where the scar was. But <laughs> you know, but but that that's what that's how that works. Okay, so once it breaks, they put the plates in. It's good. That's great. It's not going to break again. But the AC joint's a little susceptible. Now he had an AC joint on his left shoulder. If you remember the COVID year where there was no fans when they were in Las Vegas, he was right. scrambling before halftime. He fell like on his arm. Okay. Someone seems to know this is right clavicle. Okay. That's pretty wild if it was. Okay. So, but he had a left AC joint. What was that? 2020, mm-hmm. the COVID year, I believe. Yeah. Um, he was able to play. He did have a drop in um, production yeah. shortly after. Now, you know, it's the left side. He had a, he had a brace on if it hurts to throw uh, or it screws up his mechanics. Uh, I could see why that can play a role. Or he was younger. He liked to use his legs. That they kind of took that away from him. That's the whole thing. Like the the team's philosophy, how they want to deploy him now. We're definitely not going to see him running it for a couple of weeks now, Rico. Like you know how there's been some chirping. Like he's not getting some quarterback runs. Well, now you're definitely not going to see it for at least a month, um, unless he, he you know he goes he goes and does it on his own. So um, that simplifies things for a defense, and that can make things trickier for the offense. So well, listen. Um, yeah, you you couldn't have broke that down better for me, and I'm glad I was able to give you a little bit of uh, some some illustration so you can actually explain to people how these things work. Because I, for myself, like listen, every time I listen to you, bro, I'm like, okay, I get it, that makes sense, and uh, it it just resonates. So hopefully we have our guy back and he's ready to roll because we yeah. got a big matchup, divisional matchup against the Patriots, and uh, we we need all the the I guess the the advantages that we can get, and Josh Allen being a major advantage. Uh, in this matchup coming up. So we got to let's switch gears a little bit, man. Because Wait, I just want to, I want to oh, foreshadow go ahead, go ahead, something go for you. Go I would expect him to be limited in practice this week. It to be, maybe become a national story. Is he going to play? Is he not? They kind of use it as gamesmanship. So don't be surprised if that happens. Another under a couple under the radar guys who McDermott didn't uh, mention. mention that was injured that I'm quite worried about is Quentin Morris. 
Okay. He twisted up his ankle pretty good right before he scored the touchdown. Okay. Uh, you saw him hobbling. Yep. And then um, Epinesa, I saw him pull up on Tyrod and he kind of took a blow to the face. And I remember seeing him like stagger a little bit. Now, listen, I didn't rewatch the game yet. Um, I don't know if he came back after that, but he only had like a 20% snap count and he wasn't in the game late in the game. Do you guys remember seeing like Kingsley, Jonathan? That's right. That's some big right. snaps on that last drive. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if something's going on with Epinesa. Groot, sore, but he was able to play quite a bit. I don't see him coming back out. Dane Jackson should be back, um, and that pretty much nails it. Well, I, I'll tell you this much. Yeah. Man. I, I'm actually thrilled to, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I'm thrilled to see Dane Jackson back. Yeah. <laughs> God, how and weird I, is that? Uh, but that's just the feel that I have right now. But uh, listen, Thidoc, I appreciate you uh, jumping in and giving us the, the goods on who's in, who's out. Who's, who should we be concerned about? I'm hoping that Quentin, Quentin Morris is so underrated. He's so underrated, man, and I feel he should get a lot more playing time. Um, but there's only one football, and uh, there's a yeah. hierarchy and how these things assume, play out. I would assume Kincaid's back. I mean, he was practicing. Well, listen, man, that con- concussions but, are different uh, for everybody, right? So yeah, but he I better be the, back. Guy, the guys that linger usually aren't practicing on a Wednesday after a, uh, you know, continental trip so i don't know if they just wanted to play it safe because he's a rookie and they felt like they had that game in the bag but um if quentin morris is out i strongly think he's not that he not that they're gonna like pass the guy through a concussion protocol just because another guy's hurt but i think that right. he probably could have but they just gave him an extra week to, to play it safe so i expect him back how much time how and much time i got with you whatever you want all right I, I need I need ten more minutes of your time because I, I, I injuries is great, but I, I love getting your football takes and I want. Oh, okay, I wanna, yeah, I love this. I want to see where you're at uh, with this last game. Uh, are Bills fans overreacting with the results of the game? Right, a win is a win. We're happy. We're happy. We got the win. We're four and two, but that four and two, uh, it don't sit well with a lot of people. I'll talk about myself. It don't sit well with me. I don't feel like we. Yeah. Played our best football. I think we were very sluggish. I think we were poor. And I think we just just got by. Um, how did you feel about that? Are you do you see it differently? Or are you in the frame, yeah. same frame of mind where it's like, dude, we didn't play well at all? Like, how the heck did we win that game? <laughs> a lot of fate was spinning around that night. I just had a bad feeling. I, not like that we were gonna lose. I just felt like I had I had a bad vibe. I had a bad vibe. It kind of sounds crazy, but I had like that Bengals game vibe. Okay. I just felt so, I don't know. felt like I'm not a werewolf, but it felt like it was like a full moon or something. So I'm just telling my wife, I'm like, Hey, I just got like a weird feeling about tonight. It's like dreary. They're big favorites, but then you got all these guys that know them, Dable, all these similar players. It's Tyrod playing us. Um, There's just a lot of weird, weird, like, you know, it's kind of like playing each other. And, uh, and I think the Bills played extra bad because Dable probably knew how to take care of them. You know what I mean? How to handle them. Now, that doesn't mean they're not sharp right now. But I think it um, exemplified how bad they were kind of playing. Does that make sense? Say they didn't bring their A game, and he knows how to handle them. So that B-plus game turned into a C game. So You know what? That's a great, yeah. that's a great analogy. That's a great analogy because, like, they 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 came in flat, so you're coming flat into the game, and now you're playing a guy that knows everything about you, and now you're you turning you turning you playing a flat game 
I don't know what's worse than flat. Just, you know what I'm saying? But it became one of those. So we had to fight yeah. extra hard and make these adjustments in the second half. First half was atrocious. We just, we couldn't get anything going. And you can see the difference in the second half where we made our adjustments and we started running the football. But here's the deal. If you know we play well running the football, is it, is it I get I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to this. If you watch the game, I don't know if you watched it over again. Is a lot of blame to go on Ken Dorsey. Um I think he strategically has good plays. Maybe makes maybe there's an issue with like how he sets it up for Josh that he's got to go through certain reads. Like maybe the progression tree is a little hard, which makes things difficult. I think he has good plays. I think he makes things difficult. Yes, the run was working, so stick with it a little more. Why you keep going to the pass? Is he like overthinking it? Like, hey, like they're they're gonna know I'm running because because it, it's too easy. So let me. It's kind of like this. It's like it's like third and one, right, Rico? Everyone knows you're running it. You probably can run it, but let's surprise him with a play action. You know what I mean? I feel like he that kind of stuff happens, and then they shoot themselves in the foot. So, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm a little worried. Come on, let's be honest. But I'm Listen. not like going crazy. I think some days it's a matchup thing. So like if if they got a bad matchup, they can look really bad. And I think if they bring their A game, they can crush anyone. So it's it's wild on a week to week basis. It's quite it's quite the experience. You never know what you're gonna get. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna keep it real, man. Uh I'm watching this game again, and I'm like, I'm ready, I'm ready to like affirm why I'm disappointed in ken dorsey i was like this guy it's this guy this is the guy that's that's messing this this up for us so i'm i'm watching the the play designs i'm watching who materializes and gets open and i'm watching my quarterback not necessarily make the wrong read but make the the harder read when the easy read is wide open and he doesn't take it so it's like Josh is making the in he's making this offense inconsistent. Although right, so I'm gonna say something. I don't want to hate cutting you off like that, but I've been saying this for two years. So once the team started dipping last year, what is the problem? Is it is it the offense? Is it it's not I, I don't know. Do they have to make it easier for him? Is it is it Josh's fault? Is he is he kind of dumb? And he just he's just not progressing. He's not seeing his progressions well, or is it just this selfish behavior that's kind of always rearing its ugly head? It kind of felt like that was it with the bombs and stuff. But like sometimes it's you know, I don't know the bombs aren't open either, and, and you're just thrown in a double coverage. Like do you not can you not see the field? I don't get it, bro. I don't I'm know. telling you, I I I think I know how you what you're trying to say, and I think we're saying the same thing, and and it becomes frustrating because like we we automatically. Go right to the offensive coordinator. Ah, it's Dorsey. It's Dorsey, and we're we're not where we we skip over or we scoff we scoff over the fact that well, who the hell's making the decisions to throw the freaking football in the first place? It's seventeen, and there was a play in the first quarter where uh, freaking uh, not Sherfield but um, Kalu Shakir leaks in. He's wide open. Yeah, and Josh doesn't even look his way. Oh. Doesn't even look his way. James Cook is in in the flat, wide open, and he's got he's gonna be one on one if you give him the football. My m- listen, I'll give it my opportunity to give it to him to make a play. Chances are, James Cook gets that six to seven out of ten times. Give him that opportunity, but Josh 
it's like he he doesn't see what he likes, but what he does know for certain is that Diggs is gonna get open because Diggs is that great. So he's like, all all fail, all things fail. I'm going to Diggs, and Diggs is yeah. for the for eight times out of ten, Diggs is gonna make the play for him. But like, fam, make life easier for yourself by just finding Shakir. Shakir will make a play for you. He's done it before. He'll do it again. And I feel like we put so much blame on Dorsey, which he's not absolved from the blame. But fam, 17's part of that too. There are some plays that he just left on the field, and and we just we would have we could have easily walked over this team, but we yeah, just so didn't, we didn't get the job done. So we got to clean that's that up. That's the thing. I agree, and I don't know if it's um, the setup of the play. You know, you got reads, Rico. Like, hey, these yep. are your reads. Is it is it like the system's not set up easier enough, or are the reads like? kind of difficult to navigate or is he just ignoring stuff because he wants something else I, i'll never know because i always thought he was ignoring it because he wanted the big play right think the think the Bengals game yeah right he had that it's third and four have have an idea you could take some short stuff you just need to move the sticks but you throw you throw the low percentage fade because you know uh, gabe davis is one-on-one but it, the snow's falling and it you know it's 40-yard throw just take the take the freaking drag. What are you doing? So I don't know if that's this like is, he he's it's it's him. It's his, it's an issue with the progressions or it's a um, uh, bravado thing. I I don't know. It's a, it's a combination of it's a combination of everything, man. I'm Josh Allen. I got yeah. a cannon of an arm, and you won't be able to stop this. So I'll make that throw if I need to make it. But it's like it's like Dorsey. It's like it's like him and, and Dorsey are internally internally in conflict. Sometimes that's what it feels like because Dorsey's like. Trust what I'm telling you. Let the play develop. It'll be there. Josh is like, can't do it. <laughs> Diggs yeah. is there. Let me rifle that thing in there. So it's it's early in the season, and I and I hate to say it. It's early in the season. It'll work out. We're week six now. We're week six. So yeah. we're, past, we're past the first quarter of the season. This is where things are going to start to get a little tougher. So we're playing a divisional game against the Patriots. Patriots right now are one and five. Um, they're not great right now, but it's a division game. And they're always going to play as tough. And you're going up against Bill Belichick. That's probably pissed off as ever. His team is not playing well. And he's going to try to take it out on the Bills. Right? And we look out, are just going to for cheap shots. Listen, if, if he does that, then what we is- got a problem. But it's yeah. one of those situations where Josh has just got to – he's got to see the field a little better and, and just trust what Dorsey's putting out there. But Dorsey's got to freaking put him in a better position. Some of these play calls, I'm like, Dorsey, what the hell are you doing, bro? Like, that doesn't, that doesn't make no sense. If you That's got an opportunity to run the damn football, run the damn football. Sometimes these these play designs are difficult. There's there's no quick hitter. You know what I mean? It's these slow developing things. So sometimes that's another struggle. But he did he was not rushed. Like there was not a lot of pressure. So you think that was a game that those kind of plays would you you'd find the right uh, alleys to throw it. So uh, listen, I'm, I'm with you on that. So uh, last last question for me before uh, I move on. And uh, and get on to my next segment, but I want you part of this segment here. Yeah, is in this game, you're watching this, and we get the win, right? And we understand that we got the win. It was a tough win, and every game is going to be tough to win, and all that good stuff. What was the for you the bright spot where you were very impressed with this situation, and what was and for you where the it was a low light? It was like, hey, I'm not impressed with this. Uh, going back and trying to remember the bright spot for you, it might be something that happened or it might be someone that was bright in this game. What stood out for you? Yeah, um, Dorian Williams. Okay, let, let me go me. on. A, let me go on a quick thing. 
Oh, he played great. I mean, the, the week before he was overrunning stuff, getting confused on play action, and he looked like a solid linebacker who's going to be able to fill Milano for, for quite a bit here. Um, also, what made me happy? That we watched a game, and this is kind of deep. Like, I don't know who like, took their edible tonight, but go, go. We, watched, <laughs> we, watched a, we watched a game that it was like absolutely textbook Buffalo Billsy meltdown. We're favorites. We missed these field goals. We're yep. playing the old quarterback. Yeah. We're, uh, you know, we get the ball back. We think we won, and we just got to like run it out. And then we kick a field goal, and it's wide right against the Giants two times. Of course. And then they drive it down, and then they get the pass interference in the end zone. And I'm just like, God, why do you keep doing this to us? You know what I mean? Like, I just can't take it. I can't take it anymore. My blood pressure's up. I already know how this ends. And then we fucking got away with one. I like that. That means a lot to me. No, no, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on that because that's fate turned. Has been what's or or has fate turned, or was Dable just from Buffalo? So he got everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. He's the one who got buffaloed. Uh, you, mean, you can look at it very, you can look at it very, a lot of ways. But I'm going to piggyback on what you're saying because a lot of times this was the, the biggest Billsy type of game that we would lose. Always, where we had we're just not playing well, and right at the end, it gets taken from us because this is our opportunity. I mean, going wide right for crying out loud, you gotta be kidding me, right? Yeah, Jay, uh, Gabe Davis making a move, trying to get a first down, fumble, give the ball back to these guys. The Giants in the red zone five times and miss out, they don't score a thing. So, we're like, what's going on? And we get away with it at the end. But these are the type of games that media talks about. Us not winning, right? Last year, what was the uh, the the I guess the, the stigma about the Bills? Bills, if they're blowing you out, it's over with. We're gonna kill you. But if it's a yeah. one score game, yeah, I mean, this, this, this felt so we started like winning had... those one score games. Yeah. Now it's like, well, when you're going up against a team and your back's against the wall and you need to make a play, they never win it. Well, we did it this time. So what now? So sometimes it doesn't matter how you get these dubs, you just gotta get them. It felt dirty, but. The fact that we got a dirty one actually meant a lot to me because we never get the dirty one. So, you know, sometimes, I don't sometimes, know. sometimes the dirty ones, dirty ones what, are the best uh, what, ones. What kind of really, really sparks things. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe we, we start to, we start to, to, you know, I mean, clean things up a little bit. But sometimes you need a dirty one, uh, yeah. you know what I mean, to know your worth <laughs> and to try to get your act together. Gave it to the dolphins in the pink, but we put the giants in the stink. Hey, you get you listen, man. You we're on the same wavelength, baby. We're on the same okay. wavelength. <laughs> well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, my guy, the yeah. thigh dog, came through, educated us as always, always comes through and handles business. And uh, you got to give him love, man. But uh, before you get out of here, man, give us uh, give us something where we can find your article, where you're talking about the article and what's coming up next. And then you got to sign us off uh, with a little something, something. You know what it is. Um, yeah, so I'm on the website, Buffalo Fanatics. Follow the Follow the Twitter handle. It's easier to open up these articles mobily um, than on the desktop right now. I know we're working through that. Yeah, we're working through it. 
Um, but this is a good one out there. You know, hit up uh, Buffalo Fanatics on Twitter, and um, it's got everything you need to know on Josh Allen, what to expect, how it happened, when it happened. And uh, you could be the smart guy at work tomorrow kind of talking about his AC joint when no one's yeah, right. recorded it yet. You're damn right. Yeah. Uh, is, is there any way you can sign us off with a little something? Or do you have something in the bank or you're, you're tapped out? Um, well, who, who are we playing this week? Uh, we're playing the Patriots. Uh, that's in Boston? I believe so. Is it in Boston? Could be. Are we having some chowder? Um, chowder in Boston or what? See if I got something. Hey. Can you touch me? Touching you? Come on, get your hands out of your pants in the chat. This is where this is where Alex loses me when he strike he strokes his thigh. Imagine, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I see you, Rico. You Go got Bills. it, boss. <laughs> That's my guy, Alex the Thigh Doc. That's my dude. You know what I mean? He's always got to sign off and give us a little something. Something. I'm waiting for him to say, "Yo, I'm sick of dancing, man. Quit making me dance, bro." And I'm gonna say, "Mother effer, you need to dance. Dance for the people because that's what they want." Anyway. My guy, Thigh Doc, comes through and he uh, he gave us some really valuable information on what to expect from, obviously, uh, Quentin Morris kind of rolled his ankle, so we're going to have to pay attention to that. So we we did do some uh, do a couple signings today of some tight ends, or we're bringing in a couple tight ends to have a look at them. Uh, Josh Allen, obviously, with his shoulder injury, we're going to be monitoring that to see how they how it plays out. Uh, watch out for the uh, the practices and see how limited he is, or is he a full participant? We'll be paying attention to that. Uh, we'll be paying attention also to the running back room. What are we doing with the running back room? Is Ty Johnson going to be elevated and be the third RB uh, coming on and, and give us a bit of a, a different look, a different spark? We shall see. So many things to uh, look forward to, uh, but we'll get on that. We'll get on that. My man Terrence Bland says, yo, man, I've seen <laughs> I've seen better legs on chickens. Boy, you better stop playing. He's going he to come after your ass. He's going to come after your ass. So, folks, um. Let's let's get let's get right into uh, the rest of the show because uh, you guys already know how we do. Um, we got to get into it. So if you guys know the drill, we got to get into the good, the bad, the ugly, and uh, <clears throat> let's get into the good. So the, the the good that stands out right off the bat, and I'll need your help if you guys want to jump in and tell me what you felt was good, bad, ugly. Give me the hashtag good, bad, ugly, and give me your good, your bad, and your ugly, and I'll read up off on the read them up on the screen here. But here's the deal. These are the type of games that obviously it's not sexy. Obviously, it's not one of those things where you can go and brag and say, yo, did you see how the Bills took care of the Giants? The Giants are, are they're not in a good place. They're not in a good place right now. And uh, David, like, listen, Daniel Jones not playing. Their offensive line was in shambles. Uh, I mean, there were so many things that that stood out um, that that you could say, you know, what I mean? like that wasn't great. That wasn't good. But like there were some good things. Right. The halftime adjustments. And that's the one thing I'm going to stand here. I'm going to say the halftime adjustments. We started to establish the run a little more at, at halftime. It's like Dorsey shook his head a little bit and said, all right, I guess I'm going to have to, you know, what I mean, run the football and try to establish something and try to kill some clock a little bit and move the rock. And that we did. Right. We had two big runs. From James Cook to kind of, you know, set the tone a little bit in the second half. Um, but obviously we shot ourselves in the foot a few times, but like we did some really good things on on offense. Defensive side of the ball, dude. The Giants got into the red zone five times. They got into the red zone five times, and five times 
we turned them away. We turned them away from getting into the end zone. No touchdowns uh, for this uh, this Giants team. There's another thing. No TDs allowed. The defense continues to stifle teams. Whether he's whether this team is an elite team, like the Miami Dolphins, right? Or they're a, 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 I mean, a, a injury riddle team, a team that's not very good. But the point is, when you're a good defense, you are supposed to shut these things down. You're not allowed to let them, you know, make plays. And we kept these guys uh, to very little points, right? What was the score? 14-9? They didn't get in the end zone. So those those are the things that you've got to, I mean, the the small the small victories that you get in these games, you gotta you gotta take them on, man. Um, and you guys, you guys can help me out in this. Monkey business comes in and says, here's the good. Uh, we are way better at linebacker without Tremaine Edmonds. Listen, there was a play. If you go to the Buffalo Fanatics IG page. And there's a play where Terrell Bernard, see, he sniffs out Saquon Barkley. Like, it's a run play to Saquon Barkley. My man sniffs him out, meets Saquon in the hole, bop. They meet in the hole. Saquon gets maybe not even a yard, right? The rest of the gang, the gang comes in and, and tackles him. So you, you got to give credit to Terrell Bernard, man. That is, that's, he continues to show that we don't know shit. <laughs> we listen. We we thought that this was going to be an absolute disaster with him not in the game. Matt Milano being out, my goodness, like it's it's a, it's one of those scenarios that you're you've got to give him credit. So credit to Terrell Bernard. This defense they came in and handled business. Uh, you you love to see it. You love to see it. By the way, uh, my man James comes in with a super chat. He says, "Yo, trade deadline Halloween. Who are you going for as a Bills <laughs> as a Bills treat, Rico? Sorry, off topic." Trade deadline Halloween. Who are you going for as a Bills treat? Uh, we're not the we're not really in the position to trade, man. Like Bean likes his picks, so he ain't he ain't trying to give up any picks. And if we're gonna make a trade, I mean, I'm gonna reverse the question to you. If we're going to make a trade somewhere on this squad, is it at cornerback? So what are you going to give up for cornerback? Are you ready to give up those things for cornerback? Or do you just say, do you stick it out with what you got right now? Because the defense is still playing extremely well. And we're going to get healthy. We're going to get better. These guys are going to get their experiences. So do you just stick it out and wait? And then next year, I mean, get your arsenal, get your get your weapons up, and uh, and go get your go get your corner in in the draft, right? Uh, we'll see. But uh, I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I haven't really given some thought. I got to what I think week eight is when the trade deadline hits. So we got a couple more weeks until that happens. And maybe the bills make a final trade near the end. I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. Um, but yeah, man, for, as for the good um, halftime adjustments, obviously the bills defense, obviously uh, coming in and, and in the clutch and handling business uh, in the red zone, give them credit for that. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of anything that so, some more things that that stood out that were great to us. Um, McDermott obviously making some adjustments as well on D, and uh, you know, I me mean, coaching his team up, man. They coached him up, and you did well. So give give those guys credit, man. Quentin Morris coming in cold comes in, makes a clutch touchdown at the end. That was huge, man. That was huge. So uh, good things happened in this ugly, ugly game. There were some, there were some good things. The bad. I know this is where I need your help, guys. The bad. I mean, there, let me tell you something. There, there was some, there was some, some moments in this game where you're like, I don't know about that. Now, talk to me on the bad. Anything stand out to you that was bad? Well, let me start with this. Slow start. 
these slow starts are killing us. These slow starts are doing us no favors, man. We get the football. We, I mean, whether they defer or whatnot, but we get the football first thinking that we're going to walk right down there and score and set the tone. We're not setting any tones. We're, we're, we're just late to, we're late to the phone call. You know what I'm saying? We're late to the, the, the phone is ringing for us to, you know, maybe pick up the phone and put that, punch that thing in. And we sitting there picking up the phone but the cord is all tangled up like you're in a you know I mean you're in a 90s home or an 80s home so you're sitting there trying to uncork it and trying to get things pop it's not happening man it gets slow start the person's like hello aren't you gonna score and we're sitting you're still playing with the damn cord trying to un, trying to twist that and undo it that's the bills man we just could not get things popping man like we didn't answer the phone call you know saying the phone call was like yo come in and put you mean punch this in for seven and let's roll we're messing around now granted there were some moments in this game where we had some moments where like listen the pass interference from gabe davis where he's running the legs get tangled up all right i get it tangled up and they're both not really you know be paying attention it's inadvertent okay fine no call then it happens again then it happens again because those plays davis was open and you you catch those footballs you're running for a little bit, and that maybe changes the, you know what I mean, the, the outcome, changes the scenario in that case. But now you're sitting there having to you know, be a third and long. And to me, I felt like we were at third and long way too often in this game. So to me, these slow starts have got to change. We cannot continue to have these slow starts because we are going to face an offense that is competent and that will move the ball on us. Luckily for us, we have a pretty damn good defense that's going to make it tough for them. So offense has to help out this defense. I'll tell you right now, man, this defense bailed this offense out today uh, in this past game. They absolutely, and that's the good for you. This defense bailed out this offense 100%. So to me, uh, going back to, you mean, the good, the bad, the ugly, the bad in this was this slow start from the Bills, man. We just can't have these slow starts. Got to, you've got to eliminate these slow starts. It's just not, it doesn't, it does nobody good. It does nobody good, and now it gets your team frustrated because you're not, you know, you're not capitalizing. So, the, and this is where Ken Dorsey, yo, Ken, Ken has to come in and, and handle these things, man. You gotta, you gotta not dig, dig in your bag, and okay, this is not working. Let me try this. But don't be afraid to yell and chew out Josh Allen if he's not doing what you need him to do. Prime example: the Giants yesterday, they fumbled their their opportunity to punch it in, or at least attempt to punch it in at the end of the half where Tyrod was designed to throw the football. And if it doesn't go throughout out of bounds, you have a chance to hit a field goal, right? Here comes Tyrod. Tyrod checks out of a pass and into a run. And when he checked into a run, he wasted seven seconds, eight seconds. And there goes, there goes it. it. That, that's it. Half done. And guess what? Dable chewed it ass. He chews his ass out. He chews it out. He chewed him out. So, there ain't nobody chewing Josh Allen out when Josh may not be making these issues. Now, we may not visibly see it. Maybe Ken Dorsey comes down at halftime and chews him out there. Highly doubt it. But sometimes you, a, a good old public verbal chewing might make your ass wake up. So maybe that's why, Josh, you know what I mean, they, they left that to Stephon Diggs to, you know what I mean, put his hands out and chew him out. But now that's in the past. But you guys catch what I'm saying. So um, these slow starts, they, they, we've got to eliminate those slow starts. These slow starts are killing us right now. And we're a team that when we start fast, we're very difficult to stop. So we got to start. We got to start putting points up on the board faster than we have been because it's not good. We waited till, I mean, and this is, and I guess we can still say this is, this is bad. 
We waited till the fourth quarter to put some points up on the board. Nah, man, we, we can't be doing that. Fourth quarter, three quarters of inactivity, three quarters of just blunders, three quarters of just can't can't do none, can't get right. Nah, man, we we that that's got to change. That's got to change. We cannot wait until the fourth quarter to do that because I'll tell you right now, it will be too late. When we start facing teams that actually can can do work, we start facing teams that that know what they're doing, that are well coached. It ain't gonna work. I mean, listen, look at the Jaguars game. Too little, too late. We start off slow. They put points on the board. They're up eleven nothing on us, and then we don't get things popping and really until like the fourth quarter and like with ten minutes remaining. That's when we decided to wake up. Too late. So. You think we'd learn our lesson last week with the late, the slow start, and we we brought that slow start once again. Nah, we can't, we can't, we can't really do that. We can't do that. So to me, that that was the bad uh, for me in this game. I don't know if you guys have any hashtag bad and give me your bad. Let me know. And uh, if not, we're gonna move on to ugly. And here's the deal, folks: the ugly. I mean, I, I, listen. Two things are gonna uh, are are gonna stand out to me: the fact that. We, we played down to our competition. I, I absolutely think that's ugly. You know what I'm saying? And, and couple that with scoring only 14 points. Absolutely unacceptable. We, we can't just sit here and score 14 points. I mean, we're going up against Brian Dable, and Brian Dable probably has a lot to say with how the team was going to play their defense and what they should do to defend Josh Allen because he knows Josh Allen so well. And kudos to the Bills offense because we still somewhat got it done. But we can't we can't sit here and toy with these giants. Are you kidding me? Nine times out of ten, we wax these giants. We do. But we sit, we sat there and let them hang in the game. And when they hang in the game like this, bad things happen. And luckily for us, we got away with it. We absolutely got away with it. But I'm gonna tell you right now, man, we play a better team. We ain't getting away with it. I'm gonna tell you right now, we are not gonna get away with it when we play better teams. They're gonna make us pay. And then now we go from a four and two team to four and three. We can't afford to lose any more games. I mean, it's possible that we will, but fam, we're already at three losses, right? Excuse me, we're already at two losses and we only had three last year. So it goes to tell you what kind of season we're going to have, right? Exactly. So we got to start getting our act together. Uh, shout out to my man, Walter. What's up, Walter? Walter comes in with a, with a comment. Says, uh, Alan and Dorsey, are the easy choices to point the finger on the offense. But the reality is that other people need to step up because Allen makes mistakes. Others need to step up and that's not happening. Well, Allen does make mistakes. You're right about that. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this and I, and I, this is probably going to be an unpopular take, but I'll, I'll make my, I'll make my take in just a bit, but Ronald, you're not wrong, right? Others are going to do our, others do have to step up. And they've got to figure out a way to step up. Like, whether you got to, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know what it is. These in the film room point things out. I don't know. But I'm sure they're going to figure things out. But it starts with 17. It always starts with 17. So 17 is going to have to, you know what I mean, find a way. Find a way to get everybody else involved. Because you start getting the other guys involved, how dangerous will this team be? How dangerous will this team be? And we're just, we're just not there yet. We're just not there yet. But uh, you know what? We'll see. We'll see how these, uh, how these play out. By the way, uh, Paul Costa. What's up, Paul? Paul says, Chiefs in San Francisco and Philly are better than the Bills right now. I mean, those very teams that you just spoke about, San Francisco just lost to the Jets. 
and Philly, excuse me, San Francisco just lost to the Browns and Philly just lost to the Jets. So like every, everybody's capable of having these stinkers. We just had one just this, this week, but we got the win out of it. We had a stinker against the, the Jets and they beat us barely by a punt return touchdown in overtime. So we're still a damn good team. It's just, we just got to get out of our own way with these silliness, these silliness and the silly, you mean little mistakes that we're making too many stupid mistakes. And let me tell you, the amount, of, the amount of penalties we had, I'm not a fan. And that's another thing that, that, that stalls our offense. It's the penalties. The penalties have got to chill out with them things, man, because they're, they're, they're penalties that alter the success of this team, right? We get a first down, pull that thing back. We make a big play to make it sh- third and short or second and short. Now it's third and long, right, or second and long. And now we're having to dig, bag, dig into the bag and go from there. So we've got to make life easier for ourselves. And I feel that like the Bills aren't doing that. So uh, that's what that's what stood out to me in terms of the good, the bad, the ugly. Now, this segment I want to touch on. It might be, it might not be popular with a lot of people, but that it just it got me thinking, it got me just got me thinking, right? If I'm on the Bills receiving squad and I'm watching the distribution of the football and I know my worth. I know what kind of player I am. And I'm just not included into this offense. And I'm referring to Kincaid. I'm referring to Sherfield. I'm referring to Khalil Shakir. I'm referring to Deontay Hardy. Like, these guys are non-existent. Is it because they're scrubs? Absolutely not. They're not scrubs because... I can, I can tell you there's some people that could use these types of receivers on their squad. So what is it that's happening with these guys on the team? I, we, we just can't make sense of what's going on. So to me, all eyes are going to be on this receiving squad, but more specifically, the role players, the depth players, Kincaid, Sherfield, Hardy, Kalusha Kier. And if I'm them, I'm pissed. I'm pissed because I'm running my my butt off to run these routes. And it, it, you can't tell me that I'm not getting open. I'm open. It's just that you're not looking my way. And there's going to come a point where these guys are pissed off, man. And I'll tell you, I'm they're not. They're obviously never going to come out publicly and say, it, but like, yo, I'd be frustrated as ever. Y'all brought me here and paid me five million dollars, five million dollars. And y'all ain't even using me like what the hell's the point of me being here? Yes, I'm a good kick return part returner. But, yo, involve me in this damn offense, Dorsey. Get me involved. Involve me in me. Get me get me the ball in my hand so I can show you what I can do. Josh, like, look my way. And it's not like he's not getting open because he is. It's just, I, I don't know, like, right now, if Josh has got just tunnel vision, I don't know what it is. So I'm thinking that to myself. And I'm like, yo, these guys got to be pissed off. Like, Trent Sherfield, like, don't relegate me to just, you know, saying a, a, a pass-blocking receiver. I can get busy. I can. I mean, you saw you saw Sherfield on Miami when he got his opportunity. The ball was going to him. He was getting he was getting busy with with these boys, and that's why it was it was so disappointing that um, I guess the Miami Dolphins were really pissed off or annoyed or very sad that the Bills poached Sherfield from them because they're like, yo, we liked him and he was really good for us. He was receiver three on that squad. We haven't we haven't even you. What's Sherfield done for us this year? What is it like? I I'd be surprised. If he's got more than five receptions, 
this this year. And Trent Shurfield's stats this year. What 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 has he done this year? I'm I'm curious. Five receptions. This is what I'm saying. Like he's got five in six games. He's got five receptions for 39 yards. Right. And I'm like, what? Like what is happening? Like why? How are we not creating enough for these guys to 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 help us to 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 get us an advantage? Because I'll tell you right now, man, they're going to this NFL. People figure you out quickly, and although. Josh Allen and Diggs are a force. You're going to get figured out. And when they do, you got to make a decision on how you're going to, you know, distribute the ball to somebody else. But now you got some frustrated receivers. I bet they're frustrated, man. Trent Sherwood cannot be happy with five receptions for 39 yards. And we're in week six. We're going into week seven, right? What's my man? What's my man doing right now? Deontay Hardy. You get, you paying this guy $5 million. Five million freaking dollars. Let me see what my man Deontay is doing right now. Deontay Hardy stats this year. Deontay Hardy. What's my man Deontay? Right now, Deontay's got 12 receptions. 12 receptions for for 100 yards right now. We're six games in. So two receptions per game? Nah, bro. Two receptions per game, and I finally got my one touchdown with a well-designed creative play that got me the football in my hands you can't do that more often yo we've got to start creating for these guys man start creating something for these guys to get the ball because that only makes the bills better so yeah all eyes on dorsey all eyes you know what I'm saying on josh allen to make some changes man start getting these guys involved like you have a tight end that you dropped in the first round this guy's been targeted 19 times 19 times he's caught in, he's caught 17 receptions. He's only dropped two, or if they were even catchable at the time, I don't know which ones it were. But 19 targets for 17 receptions, and you wouldn't go to him more. Nah, man, that don't, that don't make no sense. So all eyes are, are gonna be on you guys, man. Y'all gotta change that shit up. So I'm gonna tell you, I just I, I tweeted something the other day, and I wanted to see what what it was looking like, right? So after six weeks of football. After six weeks of football, last year, our record was five and one. All right. And Diggs was at 65 targets. You guys remember Diggs was going off. The, the offense was amazing. It was we were killing things. Right. All right. We, we, we absolutely waxed the Rams and we go up and we just start whooping these teams. Right. Diggs last year, 65 targets, 49 receptions, six touchdowns. Pretty damn good. That's a great start. Diggs this year, 66 receptions, 66 targets, 49 receptions of five touchdowns. Pretty freaking accurate, right? But that's your number one receiver. So it's, you know, that's what's going to happen. That's, that's granted. You got to target your number one receiver. That's, we got that. So then I was like, okay, let's, but let's see who else, what's going on with everybody else. Gabriel Davis. Last year, Gabriel Davis, 26 targets, 14 receptions, four touchdowns. Davis this year, 30 targets, so he's targeted four receptions more. He's got 21 receptions, so he's got seven more receptions this year. He's got four touchdowns. Pretty on par. Knox last year, 20 targets, 15 receptions, first weeks. This year, 25 targets, 14 receptions. To me, this is where I reduce my targets to Dawson Knox. Because McKenzie last year, 26 receptions, 17, 26 targets, 17 receptions, a touchdown. Kincaid, 
19 targets, 17 receptions. Bro, Kincaid should be getting McKenzie's targets and some. Take some away from Knox. He's your first-round draft pick. But we're still using the same formula from last year. We can't. We're in a different type of offense. Like, what are we doing here? So you got to get Kincaid more involved, man. You got to get Deontay Hardy more involved. Get your role players involved. Because once everybody knows their role and they're excelling at their roles, we become a better team. And these last couple games, you're starting to realize it, man. You're starting to realize it. 16 targets this past game for Stephon Diggs. 16 targets. I get it. He's your number one receiver. But you mean to tell me you can't look at anybody else? Nah, bro. Nah, bro. We got we to gotta figure, figure that part out. We got to figure that part out. So that's where my eyes are going to be on Dorsey, his adjustments, and how him and Josh start to get these other guys involved. Because I'll tell you right now, they're not saying it. You're not going to hear it. But they cannot be happy with their production. 12 receptions for Hardy. Five receptions for Trent Sherfield. What's Kalush Shakir got? Kalush Shakir can't be too far behind with that. Kalush Shakir this year, how many receptions? My man has four receptions this year. Four for 40. Fam. We got to be better. We got to be better. So all eyes will absolutely be on that. And last but not least, before I get out of here, it's the milk carton alert. Milk carton alert! <laughs> Who deserves to be on this milk carton? It may not be who. Maybe it's a what. What deserves to be on this milk carton? Who needs to show up? Who hasn't shown up? And while I, while I let you guys decide that, BJ Bills comes in with a super chat. I appreciate that super chat. Says, Yo, Rico, I feel like we lack the killer instinct. Well, we're definitely not killing anything right now. We certainly aren't. Last year, first six weeks, we absolutely had killer instinct. We could not be touched. We couldn't be moved. We were, do, we were on it until they started to figure us out once we played the Packers. And then after that, the injury happened. And then we were kind of, all right, we got, we got to find ways to win. And we were finding ways to win and getting things done. This, this year feels a little different. Are we still working out with this whole 12 personnel? Are we, still, are we not all in? Are we not buying the 12 personnel? Is Josh not all the way in? Is the rest of the team not all in? I get it. We're in 12 personnel, so obviously we can't have Trent and, and Deontay Hardy on the squad. So, like, you brought all those weapons to the team for that. For what reason exactly? I mean, that's on Dorsey, man. We got we to gotta figure, things, figure things out. So, who or what goes on the milk carton? That is the question. My man, only MP7. What's up? He goes, milk carton, receivers not named Diggs. You know what? <laughs> I'm going I'm to say something, man. That's pretty bang on. Because I was pretty, I pretty much alluded to that. And you know what I mean? All lies are on these other guys. Because like, none of these guys are, are showing up. But is it their fault? Are they showing up and Josh is just not looking their way? Is Josh too fixated on looking at digs and keeping digs happy. And that's a good problem to have, really. Because digs is still getting his. He will get his. And as a number one receiver, you got to target your number one receiver. We totally get it. But this is what makes quarterbacks so damn good. Knowing when to go to your main guy and knowing when to attack, you know what I'm saying, your role players and let them make their and make their way around. So much to unpack, but... I like that. Maybe the other receivers are the ones that are on the milk carton. Show up. 
find a way. Make yourself available. We'll see. We shall see. Anyway, for me, Milk Carton, hold on. I got a super chat coming. Excuse me, comment coming in from my man Jeff King. What up, Jeff? Jeff comes in and says they have to find that intensity against the Dolphins and need to keep it until February. That's the problem, man. It's like they overexert themselves. You saying with these big matchups. Now, I'm gonna get a little uh, a little inappropriate here. So if you have children in the room, you might want to move them out the room, right? And this is I'm talking to more of the men in this in this uh, in this. Uh, to kind of prove my point, I'm piggybacking off of Jeff King. If you've met someone, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you mean you went to the bars, you went to the club, and you, you took someone, you know i saying? You met someone, you guys decided to go back and, you know what I'm saying, go for a nightcap, have a little coffee or whatever you want to call it. And, yo, you're pumped up. You're like, yo, I'm about to, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to get that. And, you're all juiced up. You know what I'm saying? You're ready to go. And when it's time to perform, it's a dud. And it's like, that's what the bills feel like sometimes, man. Like you, you're all, you, I guess you, 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 you're juiced up from the Dolphins game. And now you're ready to perform to, with these other games. And you, you can't, it's like you, you blew, you blew the, you know what I'm saying? You blew the load back in the day. You blew it. And now you got no juice left. And that's what the bills feel like. What did you blow your load against the Dolphins? And, and that's it. You got to recharge. Fam. We got we got to get back to it. Sometimes you got to go for round two, round three, round four. You better show that you can you can get back to business. You can't be that dude that blows the load and then, whew, <laughs> you're done. Nah, bro. We got to keep it going, man. You got to keep it going. I'm gonna tell you right now. But if we if we if we are that type of team where we blow the load and then we we take a chill for three games and and you know what I'm saying and barely get a good performance on, and then and then when we're about to face, I don't know, the Bengals. We we juice back up again. Nah, man, we gotta be, we gotta start start finding a way to be consistent. You know what I'm saying? So how we how we get to that consistency level, well, that's that's gonna be on Josh, that's gonna be on Dorsey, and that's gonna be on the office to try to figure out. Um, I guess a, 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 a what's the word I'm looking for? They gotta figure out an identity. And right now, our identity is just all over the place. Like, do you know what kind of team we are? What are we? Are we a spread offense team? Are we air raid team? Are we a freaking run down your throat type of team? Like, what are we? Are we balanced? Are we a balanced team? I don't even know. I don't even know what our identity is. I can tell you right now, man, if you go, I'm going to choose like a random team in the NFL right now. Um, the Saints. Like right now, if I were to look at the Saints, I know who they have on their, on their offense. I know who they have, you know what I'm saying, who's running the football, who's doing all that stuff. And you see their record, and you're like, you know, that it's it's a mess of a team. They're a mess of a team. I'm gonna think of like more of a consistent team. Like if you go to the Chiefs, they're not a run heavy team. They're gonna dot you all over the place. You know that they're gonna move the football. They got a tight end. They don't go double tight end. They got a tight end. They got a they got a a, a very, I mean, a balanced offense. But they're gonna air the ball out. They're they're a pass first type of team. With us, are we we're twelve personnel. We're spread. I don't know where we're at. I don't know where we're at. So hopefully we can find our identity, lay into it, and we'll go from there. We got a lot of work to do, man. But it's still early. It is still early, and hopefully we get healthy and we figure ourselves out. But right now, 
the identity that we have right now, inconsistent. We're inconsistent. So you know what? You know what's missing? Consistency. That's the missing. That's the milk carton alert for me. Consistency. We got no consistency on this team. We're, we're all over the place. So hopefully we figure out how to become consistent. Scott Blake says our identity is like a box of chocolates, man. You never know what you're going to get. You're right, man. So that to me is, is what we're, where we sit at. We're inconsistent. I hope we get better. I hope we get better. So folks, that's it for me. I hope you guys enjoy the show. It's there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things to unpack here, but bills, you blew your load against the damn dolphins, man. Reload, do what you need to do. Find that numbing cream. I don't know what you need to do, but let's get back in the sack and let's perform. Because right now we ain't performing. We barely got out of we barely got out of the sack in the last game against the Giants. We gotta get we gotta get to it. I'm not trying to be inappropriate, but that's just that's the one that's what just stood up to me, right? Let's recharge. Let's recharge and get back to it. Let's blow the backs out out of the Patriots, and then you know what I'm saying. And, and let's let's love let's let's try to build that level of consistency. But it's got to start. It's got to start with these boys, man. It's got to start with these boys. But as I gotta get out of here, I gotta go take the trash out and take the and and take that 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 game that we just had and throw that out into the garbage as well. But I gotta go take the trash out and get back to work. So, folks, I really appreciate you guys tuning in. I really appreciate you guys supporting. And if you guys don't know how to support, it's very simple. Supportbf.com. Everything's all there. If you want to join and become part of the Bing Squad, it's all there. Subscribe to the channel. Smash that like. We appreciate you. I'm out of here. You guys have yourself a great evening. And we'll catch you guys on the flip side. And until next time, it's the Buffalo Fanatics. It's the Rico Report. And we'll catch you on the flip. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.